I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Pin Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lavery, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me this evening. Um, tonight is uh, Sunday night. It's been about a week removed since uh, all of us PNF guys were down, uh, or most of us uh, uh, Paddle and Pin guys were down in Dale Hollow. I uh, got to meet a bunch of you guys. That was awesome. Uh, just a beautiful weekend down there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that with tonight's guest, uh, but I just wanted to, you know, uh, say welcome back. It's good to be back in front of the microphone. I, uh, it was a nice little vacation there. I kind of recorded pretty early before we left, so I had a lot of time uh, kind of off here. It was a nice little break, and it was awesome to get to go and uh, fish someplace. Uh, I don't get to fish very often and spend most of the weekend fishing, so definitely uh a nice little getaway there, uh, some time off work, and uh, just uh, enjoyed myself a lot. Uh, definitely getting to hang with all of my paddle and fin family. It was great to you know get to meet a few new people I hadn't met either of the Brads, and uh, both Brad Herbos and uh, Brad from the Final Cast were down there, so I got to meet them um, as well as Susie. I hadn't met Susie yet uh, in person, so it was awesome to get to meet her. But in the meantime, one of the other people that I got to meet down there was tonight's guest. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Jeff Hepp to the Bass Fishing for Noobs show. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I appreciate it. Um, I got to introduce to Jeff down at Dale Hollow. He was kind of our uh, chaplain, if you will. Uh, so he was actually staying in the house or in the cabins with uh, the rest of the Paddle and Finn family. So I got to spend a a good bit of time and had some nice conversations with Jeff uh, as well as to got to see him out on the water a little bit as well. But um, Jeff, I know this isn't your first time on Paddle and Finn, but I think it's probably your first time on Bass Fishing for Noobs. So I wanted to give you a yep. chance to uh, introduce yourself, uh, where you're from, 
you know, and kind of how you got into fishing. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name's Jeff Hep. Uh, I'm from Central Ohio. Um, on Instagram, I go by at fish the fifty, uh, and that's because I'm a veteran on a mission to catch a fish in every state. Uh, just hit thirty-one. Hit North Carolina here. Uh, a few weeks ago and that was number 31 for me so um, yeah I've just been uh, got into fishing really when I was deployed uh, didn't grow up fishing and then uh, had a pretty rough time on my deployment was pretty depressed and suicidal and picked up a fishing rod with some of the guys and uh, that was a that was a help for me at the time uh, along with a lot of other people in my life so started doing that when I came back from my deployment and it's been just ever since man i just been learning more and more so having fun then last year uh i got uh hooked up with the paddle and fin crew and i said hey i just uh just want to be a help and serve uh the paddle and fin crew and keep them try to keep them on the straight and narrow you know but uh <laughs> that is a so, tough job at times i'm sure <laughs> I, you know it's not really i mean <laughs> they're good people really good people so yeah so we got to do uh second weekend down there at dale hollow at uh, eastport uh at the farm and all that just another awesome event so i can't say enough about the, the crew uh and the people that uh work down there and and uh, the food we had in Tennessee. Uh, so, yeah, all good stuff. So, definitely was a good time. Uh, what was your highlight of uh, the week down there or the weekend, I guess? I should say. Uh, I, that omelet. That omelet was <laughs> that omelet was life changing for me. That was the best omelet I've ever eaten in my life. So, we uh, on, uh, I guess, Sunday morning it was, we decided to, uh, we got on the water a little bit late because we decided to stop at this whole well, wall. <laughs> that crew is never on time. Let's just no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we, we we definitely aren't the prototypical fishermen where you're out at the crack of dawn on the water as soon as the sun hits the water. It's uh, there were a couple of later mornings, uh, much to Shane's lament. I think he was the only one of us that was actually fishing the tournament. He actually decided to go with us on Sunday, and I think he got on the water at like ten thirty. Yeah. But uh, part of that was because we stopped at this crazy little. Uh, breakfast spot it was about you know, i mean it was a it was a tiny house and uh the gentleman was there uh him and his wife usually cook or his wife usually cooks i guess but she was uh out of town and so he was cooking and uh, i'm sure we you know panicked the heck out of him when we pulled up you know nine people bailed out of trucks and basically filled up the whole front of his uh establishment uh he was probably thinking oh my goodness you know the wife probably said hey uh, don't worry it'll be a slow sunday morning and then we pulled yep. in and yep. totally threw that out the window so but uh yep. oh my goodness his uh his menu was amazing uh, he had all about 12 different kinds of cheese or something like that and uh hopefully yeah. jimmy maybe um jp will talk about that on his off the water sometime maybe yeah i'm sure he will i'm sure he will yep because the uh, the food was amazing it it took a while you know like i said we we didn't get out on the water really quick because he could basically make two two or three meals at a time and we had nine people there i think so uh we definitely challenged his uh production a little bit but uh it was delicious none uh, to say the least so. yep yep how about uh fishing wise how did you do uh down on dale hollow so um so i got down there kind of midday on friday and um i don't know there's that one highway that's coming across and you you crossed right over the creek right there and you can see down in and so last year I crossed over there and I'm like, on the way out, I'm going to fish that, that, that Creek. And, um, 
so I did last year. I had I had some night crawlers left over or whatever, and I stopped in there and threw an Ed rig and night crawlers, and I caught like three or four smallmouth. I'm like on the way in. I was ready this year, you know. So <laughs> I went in, and uh, for I don't know, the water looked great, even cleaner than last year, and um, I could not find a smallmouth for nothing. Maybe they had already moved out. Um, I did catch some little chub or shiner or something. I don't know what. Uh, but then I got on the water. Well, and then I met, I think, think that was the first time I met you on Friday afternoon, went yeah. out and, um, like I said, water was a lot cleaner than last year, uh, and a lot lower too. And, um, so I ended up throwing the, that afternoon I threw a paddle tail swim bait, I, I believe. And I had to, I mean, it was basically like real and so slow. Uh, I mean, I was barely moving that thing and I finally got a bite. So I did catch one large mouth then. And then, uh, Saturday, um, I wasn't sure if, the if the guys needed me to work or help with the tournament or anything, I was going to maybe get in the tournament. Um, but Brian and JP asked me to help go up one run of the, to one of the ramps and uh, check people in. So I got up at like three o'clock in the morning yeah. and, and I was up there and checking people in. And then, um, after that, JP and I got on the water finally. And then he put a hook right up into his thumb, up under the thumbnail and yep. oh, right between the bone and the thumbnail. And we could <laughs> not get it out. And, uh, so yeah, we ended up running somewhere to have somebody take it out. And then we did get back on the water. And, uh, then I, that's when I caught up to you again. And, and you were just, see I, I think i caught two small bass you know 12 13 inches um again real slow ned rig and i think i did catch one on a rattle trap but um then you caught you so congrats you caught your uh, pb uh on saturday right and yeah yep. jp was there got a great i saw jp got a good picture of you so great picture uh, uh of the uh, of that catch and and so yeah i mean it was um, I think if, if I had, uh, haven't been there twice now and I know a little bit about it, I probably could have caught, you know, I caught two in half a day. I, maybe I could have done well in the tournament, but I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to fish slow. If I have to, I'll, I'll just, if I get bored, I'll just throw a Ned rig off the back and just drift down the river. You know, right. other people, other people got to work really hard and. I don't like to work hard. So that's the one I was just dragging a, dragging a Ned rig, uh, in the wind and got one to bite finally. So yeah, it was a little slow. I mean, the water was still pretty, pretty chilly, but they were, they were starting to move. Let's go yeah. back down here in the next couple of weeks. Of course, now right. next year they moved it up a couple of weeks, right? So it'll be uh, towards the end of April. So, man, that ought to be a pretty good time down there. Yeah, we uh we actually while we were down there, we decided to set the date for next year's um, Dale Hollow trip about two weeks later. I think it's like the twenty second, twenty third of April. So by that time, I think it's I think it's going to be on fire. Uh, you know, it was I think it was just starting to get there. Uh, it was tough fishing. Um, I did like like Jeff said, I did manage to luck into one big one. I, I caught a twenty and a quarter uh, largemouth on a LV five hundred lipless crank. Uh, and JP happened to be right there. I was so, uh, happy that I landed it too, because I was not, I flew down to Dale hollow. So I had none of my own equipment. I was paddling a new to me kayak. Uh, I was pedaling, a an old town 120. Um, 
didn't necessarily like it compared to my Hobie, but uh, I uh, and I had all sorts of uh, I had basically four rods that uh, none of which I had ever thrown before. So um, was still just getting used to throwing those. I think on Friday I caught four with the largest one being like 15 inches, mostly smaller. And then I caught on Saturday, I caught uh, four bit or four with uh, the, the 20 inch um, being by far the biggest. And then everything else wasn't even measurable. So I think for the tournament, if I had entered, I would have won big fish that day, but um, I, I would have had one fish on the board at the end of that day. And then Sunday was just not my day. I, uh, I skunked fishing and then I also lost one of uh, Brian's rods over the side of the kayak. So I felt, yeah, so totally awful about that. I, um, I was trying to keep his rods really safe. And the, the two days before I had tethered them to my kayak with my never lost tethers. And I got a little cocky on Sunday and it totally burned me. I, I don't, I still am not sure hundred percent how I did it, but, uh, ended up kicking one of Brian's rods off. I've since, uh, you know, worked on replacing that. He should have a new reel here, uh, at his house, uh, within the next two days, I think. So, um, definitely paid him back for that. But, uh, yeah, Sunday wasn't my day. I'm kind of glad I didn't fish the tournament then. But I think, uh, I mean, pretty much most of the paddle and fin crew struggled on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Shane's wife, who, uh, you know, was a noob herself, uh, this was her first tournament, and we were giving Shane uh, from Bass Thumbs podcast on the paddle and fin crew uh, a bunch of crap saying that uh, she was going to beat him in the tournament. And lo and behold, she actually did. And it was kind of it was a total shocker because – uh, just all of us really kind of struggled on Sunday. It was um, definitely a hard, hard uh, day of fishing, but uh, still fun nonetheless. The beautiful area, um, but uh, and uh, happy again to get to meet you and a bunch of other John Rap. I got to meet him. He's a character in himself, and yeah. uh, a bunch yeah. of the other listeners. So, um, well, la- yeah. last year, last year I was on what we I, I called it the John boat. Uh, rap john rap john graves and uh john gillespie i think he goes by jack but uh to keep them straight um <laughs> that was a little bit of a trip man <laughs> that group um good people though man i mean rap oh, had me on rad rap had me on the rusty hook podcast i think he calls it and uh just it was great to see him and he did well this year he in fact the one fish i caught on the rattle trap uh another big fish come in and followed it in and he was he was fishing thurman i was trying to stay out of his way so i was up on the opposite side but um so he was like well there's big fish there so i think he went back there the next day and caught a big fish so um you know th- there were there were bigger fish there kind of sparse but uh yeah so yeah what a crew. A, yeah i got to i got to see my good friend ryan uh who used to um co-host this podcast with me he stopped in and I was able to, you know, hang out with him for a little bit. Um, and I know uh, one of the days he was actually, he had just picked up his uh, new new canoe and was trying it out. And um, he caught quite a few uh, right off the, like in two hours, he had five half decent fish uh, on the tube uh, right around the corner from where I was catching some of mine. So mm-hmm. uh, congrats to him. And it was definitely good to see him too. So, and uh, I met, I got to meet John Graves. He, uh he has like his signature cowboy hat and i was like who's that guy fishing in a cowboy hat and I'm like oh that's john grace so it was cool to meet him too uh 
yep. definitely a lot of a lot of characters to get to meet and interact with. So, yep. Now, uh, did Tennessee count as one of your states in your thing, or had you already? So Tennessee was like early, early in my in my fish to fifty. Um, of course, I got married in Tennessee. Um, you know, Gatlinburg. <laughs> Uh, and all that, but um... after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. I went on a family trip with just my wife and kids and uh, another uh, couple and kids. And we went down rented a cabin and I caught fish down there, just, you know, bluegills off the dock or whatever. But that was like state number four or five okay. or something. I mean, that was a while ago, you know, I think that might've been even before I had the idea, you know what I mean? Okay. So okay. it's been a while, but um, one of my favorite Tennessee fish is if if you know the restaurant if you've been to Pigeon Forge and you've been to the Old Mill restaurant, um, a lot of people know that. But I caught a ba I caught a smallmouth right there underneath the the mill uh, one time while we were waiting to get in for breakfast, and I was like, yes, that's my <laughs> that's my favorite Tennessee fish so far. So, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and uh, as far as uh, what what gave you the idea to start that, and when like how, how many states had you had under your belt by the time you started counting? Well, and that's the, that. That's what made it easy. Um, I I started fishing seriously. Um, of course, after I got back, back from my deployment, um, and then I got a camper. Anyway, I started fishing seriously with my father-in-law, and uh, we went up into Canada a couple times. But then he invited me to go musky fishing on Cave Ray, Cave Run Lake in Kentucky, and um, it was him and my daughter and myself and we all caught muskies uh one day so it was like a three generation day which oh, was a great day like not, nothing huge or anything but great day and then i was like oh like that's the fifth state that i've caught a fish and then 
after I well, five, you know, five out of 50 is, you know, that's, you know, 10%. So right. I'm like, well, well, that's easy math. And after <laughs> I had, oh, I thought after I had that thought, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So I'm like, I'm just going to catch a fish in every state, you know, cause that was post deployment and, and post army. And I'm like, I'm just going to go off and enjoy, uh, enjoy this thing. So, um, I didn't really know a whole lot about fishing then. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was kind of what started, gave me the idea. And I just started going from there. Yep. Okay. And, um, out of uh, all the fish that you've caught now, muskie is still on my bus bucket list. So that's awesome that you crossed that off. But uh, what are, what are some other <clears throat> uh, memorable catches from that, from that adventure so far? Uh, so when I got from that back from the deployment, I caught a 50 inch Wahoo uh, off of the coast of Cape Canaveral in Florida. Um, and that was one, it was a fun catch because they're just built for speed. Uh, two, it was absolutely delicious. That's like, <laughs> some of the best fish I've ever eaten in my life. And so that was kind of part of the start of me fishing before I got the idea to fish the 50. Um, some other memorable catches. Um, I caught lake trout out in Lake Tahoe. Um, not huge, but um, they were like 400 feet deep. And uh, so wow. we had like 500 feet of line out and going across the bottom and just real, real tough to, to detect the bite and I'm sure. so that was a that was a very interesting experience and tahoe is beautiful um some other memorable fish uh the first time i went to M minnesota uh, i went to the boundary waters canoe area which is paddle only and most of it and didn't take kayaks but we took a, a rented a canoe uh kevlar i, I want to say and uh, so it was pretty lightweight but um on my way in we found a spot that i had kind of knew like from from the maps and stuff that i'd studied the route and planned the route uh i i knew i was going to stop there and fish for pike because of the narrows and caught my personal best pike on the way in first fish of the trip and on the way out i caught my personal best walleye so um which is like a 27 i mean to me my personal best aren't what as big as a lot of other people's but whatever like at the time it was pretty awesome you know um and to, to have a walleye hit a big it's a, actually a gliding wrap is a big pike or musky bait, you know? To, so to have a while, while I hit that, man, that was, that was a, a little bit of a surprise. So yeah, those are pretty memorable fish. Um, let me think what else has been kind of, kind of cool. Um, uh, sounds, well, I mean, yeah, it sounds ahead. like a pretty impressive variety anyway. Uh, I mean, I, I have yet to catch a pike. I have yet to catch a musky. And I have caught a walleye, but nothing crazy. I think probably 18 inches is my biggest walleye. So um, you definitely yeah. sound like you're getting not only a, a good list and a, knocking off a bunch of states, but also a bunch of different species while you're at it. So. Yeah. 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 We can talk about that later. That's part <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that, that could be a whole nother, you know, how many different species can I catch really? I mean, that could be yeah. a whole nother uh, rabbit hole to, go down yep. for sure. Yep. Um, as far as uh, I know, I, I mentioned, I, I think when we were talking before I asked if, if you had States where you went to fish and missed it and we'll have to go back to that, you know? Yep. So the, the one um, that's happened to me twice. Um, the one was Arizona and um, 
the water was very low. It was a drought year and all the lakes out there. And I, I was on, I wasn't really on a fishing trip. I was on a trip with my dad on route 66. Um, so, which is Chicago to LA, the old historic route 66, which he's always wanted to do. And the day he retired, we left his office and, 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 and drove route 66 and then flew home. But, um, so I was like, well, I, you know, I was already fishing. So I'm like, I'm going to hit some States and, I just, it was very early in my, my mission there. So I didn't really understand stuff very well. And I just like, I'm just going to stop at whatever lake is closest to the highway. And I did that and the water was too low. It was the wrong time of day. Um, I didn't, wasn't really prepared, didn't have any, you know, so it was, it was a complete bust and I only had like two hours to fish and it was just a waste. It was just a waste of time. And, um, now I really enjoyed that trip. I didn't care. Um, but I had to go back to Arizona. I had to go back to Arizona. Right. So, um, my daughter, uh, she's into like, uh, geology and, and rocks and stuff. She wants to be a volcanologist. She's at Ohio state doing the, uh, science thing, but she's studying awesome. the ice, ice cores and all this. But anyway, we went out West two years ago during COVID and, um, I had planned a trip and, um, I just booked a day with top notch guide and fished under, um, the Glen Canyon dam, I think where the horseshoe is mm -hmm. and, uh, fishing for rainbow trout out there and just drift after drift after drift of rainbow trout, man. And just, uh, I, I, it was a completely wild experience. Cause that it was just so much line out on a fly rod and I'm not a fly rod guy anyway. Um, it was really tough to get the bite and, but I caught a dozen or something and it what a beautiful location, you know? So, what I've learned from the first time I, I fished Arizona to the second time was just to like, whenever I go to a state now, I want that experience of that state. Like, I want to know what's Arizona all about. What's Wyoming all about? You know, what's this state all about, you know? So, and I know there's different fisheries in every state, but I just want to kind of get into a thing that's new for me and kind of represents that area or something I can't get in Ohio because Ohio fishing, there's some good fishing here, but not, <laughs> not too close to me. You know, I'm kind of in this isolated area. I can't even put it in a motorboat in my County. So, um, wow. yeah. So yeah. So that was one, one place I blanked. The other one I blanked is in New Jersey. Um, again, it's like I travel and I just always take a fishing rod. So we went to New Jersey and my, um, uh, we were on a history club trip for my daughter. She, uh, competed in the history thing. And, uh, so we were going to, uh, the statue of Liberty. I'm like, well, I'm going to catch a fish right here by the Statue of Liberty. So I've fished from the Jersey side and got some cut bait and put it out there. And I just, I couldn't get anything to bite. But again, I was only there for two hours. I'd never been there before and I didn't give it enough time, you know? Right. So, um, so I'm going to redo that one. And, uh, right now I've worked for the national park service and, uh, I have like six projects at the Statue of Liberty right now. Oh, and wow. I, eventually someday I'm going to go out there. I'm going to catch a giant striper right in front of the statue. That's I will not. And if it's too small, I'll hand the rod off. Cause I just don't want it. 
you know, so I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little pickier, uh, in my old age here, but, uh, but yeah, I'm having a good time. So awesome. Awesome. Yep. That's, and, um, I know, um, obviously, you know, your, your skills have changed since you started from, you know, to where you are now. So, um, what kind of uh, ways have you adapted or what, what have you found that works in these new locations? You know, when you're, when you're going to a state for the first time and you're, you've never fished there before, what, what, what's like your go-to uh, or I know you, you mentioned live bait a couple of times at Crep bait. Is that generally where you start or? Nope. 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 <laughs> live bait. Like if you don't know a fishery doesn't cover any water, Right. So if you're someplace and you don't have a boat or whatever, live bait is, I mean, you can go catch bluegill. I mean, if you, right. uh, and right. I have before, right. That's what I did in North Dakota. I want to say, but you know what I take now? You guys are going to laugh at, you know, I, I have this box that I call my smalls box. Right. And it's got like half a dozen rooster tails it's got a little Ned rig. It's got a little silver flashy thing. Uh, it's, you know, it's just got a little jig head or maybe a little underspin and grub tail and uh, Rapala, um, little minnow baits. And if I'm, or, or a little popper, like a hula popper. Okay. If, if you're wanting to fish and this will work for bass too, but if you just want to go out and catch a fish, man, just throw a rooster tail, right? <laughs> I just throw a rooster tail. They, they cast well, you know, especially if you get one of the heavier ones, right? Yep. Uh, or any inline spinner that's heavy and you can cast it a mile. You can retrieve it real slow and get some flash. And it's got a small hook on it. So a bunch of different species can bite it. Right. Yeah. So, um, rooster tail saved my bacon on my first fish in West Virginia. Um, if I go to, uh, a, a rooster tail saved my bacon, uh, in that river in Tennessee that I didn't catch my smallmouth. Um, so that give them something they can bite, you know, and give them something you can vary the retrieve, you know, cause you can fish a rooster tail as high or as low as you want because of the weight and you can fish it fast or slow. So, yep. Um, no, I, my, anybody who listens to this show has heard me preach about rooster tails before I know, like you said, Oh, you know, you're, people, yes. You're a rooster tail guy. huh? Okay. Absolutely. Some I don't, people, I don't feel, I don't feel the shame. I thought I was about to. No way. No way. I, <laughs> I, uh, that was my first, uh, um, confidence bait on the river and I, I struggled on the river for the longest time. And, uh, I, I finally ran into a guy I had just, you know, skunked for the day. And as I was getting off the water, he's like, I was like, how'd you do? He's like, oh, I caught 20. I'm like 20. I said, like, what the heck were you throwing? He's like, oh, and he showed me, it was just a little silver and white rooster tail. He's like eight yeah. down silver and white rooster tail. He's like, I guarantee you, if you throw that the next time you go, you'll catch fish. So I went, uh, stopped off at Dick's and. I bought one of those and I bought a chartreuse one. I think I tied the chartreuse one on first and with a, with a copper bl or brass blade or copper blade. And I, the next time out, I caught like 10 fish and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm never putting this down again. Right. Um, and uh, right. it, it really does catch all sizes. I've caught uh, like 19 inch smallmouth on that little, yep. uh, I've caught catfish um yep. they ma they mangle that poor little blade or uh hook but uh yep. um and and everything in between you know from little bluegills and sunfish and stuff 
So it really is, if you just want something to catch fish, catch fish, I think, uh, you can't really go wrong with that. And, and for anybody who gives it crap, I, I got to laugh at him. Cause I'm like, Hey, you know, catching fish is catching fish to me, you know? Yep. If, so not to say I haven't, you know, moved up from there, but, uh, it definitely, there, I still almost always have one in my river box that if it's tough, I'll definitely go back to that because, like you said, you can cover water, you can cover different uh, parts of the water column, and um, you know, there's days where that's that's just all they'll eat. So, yep, yep, cool, cool. Um, and uh, anything else? So you bring that. Uh, what kind of rod do you bring with you? Is it like a, one of those telescoping rods that you can kind of keep in your car? You or? know, i I have I have a travel rod. I have a four piece. Um, ugly sticks travel rod and that thing's pretty indestructible and that's kind of my last resort um, okay because it just doesn't cast as well and not as much sensitivity right. um, so i mean typically i have a rod it's enigma um that i got at one of the shows i was working or something and uh, I, it's a seven foot medium fast i think and I, I do a lot of stuff with that. I, you know, I put fluorocarbon on it and just throw whatever. And, um, so yeah, I go to the river, I can catch, catch trout on that, uh, small mouth for tubes or it's pretty like, because I fish a lot of things, I just buy equipment that I can use in a lot of places. And it's maybe not the best combo for that application that I'm doing, but it's a good combo for a lot of things. It's so, universal enough that it, yeah, you, can, you yeah. can put different things on it. So, right. Right. And that's what I've just found to do. And that works for me because of what my goals are and what I want to do in life. Um, if I was maybe more competitive or, um, you know, focusing on a particular thing, I might change up the way I buy rods and reels or something. But uh, for me right now, you know, I just look for stuff I can do more than one thing with. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, how many places do you lug your kayak to when you're going to, or, or do you mostly fish from the shore or when you're uh, fishing? So it kind of depends. Like I'll rent a boat or a guide or take the kayak or, um, <coughs> I don't know. I have a float tube. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff that I've, <laughs> I've tried before and it's fun. And, um, but yeah, I, um, I got the, I got a cheaper kayak or a more of an entry level fishing kayak, but it's the Pelican PWR 100. And I don't, well, you saw me yep. um, and it, it's short, right? So it's under 10 feet, but it's wide. So I'm not too big of a guy. I'm uh, five, seven, 200 pounds. Um, and so it floats with me on it just fine, but it's got that, it's got that swivel seat, man. And I just, uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So my back and my knees and everything is just thank me for this, this seat that I've purchased, but it's very, very comfortable, but I have a short bed pickup. Uh, so with the tailgate down and that thing slid in there, I don't need any, anything additional to carry it. So I can take the kayak with no trailer, no rack sticking out the back, nothing like that. And then I got that motor that goes on and it's just remote control, uh, trolling motor. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty flexible and, and uh, portable for me. And I can do that by myself or, 
or uh, throw it in the truck and still have room for, you know, my wife and, or my boy or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been working out for me. I mean, I want to, I can see the advantages to a different kayak or a, a trailer or even a boat, but it's not what I want to do right now. So it looked like a pretty comfortable setup when I saw you cruising down the river, you know, you definitely is, can cover water and, you know, it's a sure. very, it's a very comfortable, well thought out, well laid out little boat. And for me, like if I, if I was going to go all in on kayak bass fishing and that was all I was going to do, I could see getting like the Hobie or, or something like that, you know, but I mean, for me and my budget and how often I'm going to fish out of a kayak, it's exactly what I needed. So I'm really happy with it. It's a big upgrade over what I had before, which is just a little sit in deal. So, yep, yeah, I'm loving that. And my awesome. father-in-law has got a couple boats. And if I ever need a boat for something, we, we take those. So nice nice so you kind of yep. you can cover all different kinds of fishing as well so you yep. got a bunch of options as well so yep yep all right cool yep. um so uh what what states are you looking to knock off next on your list do you have any uh, uh outings? next is uh for my birthday trip i'm going to clear lake iowa for muskie again nice. so that's in the middle of may and I fished with this guide before and musky fishing can be pretty hit or miss, you know? So, um, we fished for two days hard with this guy last time up in Minnesota. And I did catch my first Minnesota fish with him, which is a, a pike. I thought it was a monster cause I foul hooked on the, and come in sideways. I thought it was a giant, but it was not, <laughs> it was just a pesky pike. Um, but, uh, I, I did we raised a number of fish and I had a giant, giant follow, follow my topwater bait in. And I just got too close to the boat and it's, it, it's saw the boat and spooked. And, um, so I didn't connect, but he's, uh, hands down the best guy I've ever fished with, even though I didn't catch a muskie with him just cause he, he knows his business so well. So, um, we're going back up to fish with him on a different lake, um, smaller fish, but there's more of them, I believe. So, uh, pretty good chance for me and my buddy. I really, really want him to get a muskie. So like, I'm going to put him in the front of the boat and, and, uh, have him go all out on it. So, um, so yeah, that's no. the next trip. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I hope to hit Illinois on the way back through. We're going to stop, uh, we're going to take the kayaks and his camper, so we're going to camp up in uh, Iowa for a couple of days and then come back down through Illinois to Ohio. And so we'll, we'll hit Illinois and stay there a couple of days and catch some fish. So mm. there's a lot of uh, paddle and fin knowledge uh, sharing about to happen. I'm hoping <laughs> for some of those Illinois fish. So depending which part you are, I mean, I I'd pay Brian a visit and uh, fish on his home waters. Cause from what I understand, the one right by his house is, uh, well, the, the, the place, the place we're looking at, we're at going is called Banner Marsh. I, th I think it's called, and it's kind of like, a, that's Susie's favorite place. I think. Yeah. Right? I saw her, um, catching some bass there. JP said it was a good spot and it's like basically right on our route. So, um, yeah, uh, sometimes you got to think about like, I'm not, I'm not independently wealthy, so I got to pay for <laughs> gas. Yet, so. Oh Yeah. I was, but that maybe was one we of can, things. 
one thing I was glad not to drive to to Dale Hollow because I was like, I I'm, I would have paid more in gas than I did in airline tickets to be yep. honest. So, yep, yep. So uh, yeah, I can definitely see where planning that would be a, a definitely an aspect that you have to plan for uh, yep. when you're traveling like that. So mm-hmm. to limit your uh, your out of the way spots as much as possible because. Yep. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Awesome, yeah, and awesome. I've, I've just got to the point where if, if I'm not given a place two days to fish it, I'm probably not going to bother, you know, like if I don't have two days, then I'm not giving it the time that it deserves and I'm probably going to feel rushed. And right. Um, so I've really changed my mentality on that. Like we could go up and hit Wisconsin. And I could drive, drive across the border from Clear Lake and, and, you know, hit the river or something you know, I got 10 minutes to fish. I'm like, this is, that's going to be done. I'll, I'll do right. it on my next, my next trip when I got the time to devote to it. So. Right. Right. But. I was, that was going to be one of my questions was what, what's your timetable or it, it'd probably be best not to have a timetable and not to force yourself to say, I want to have this done by this certain time. Cause then you will do what, like, that's exactly what I would do. I would rush and I would try and take shortcuts and, you know, definitely take some of the enjoyment out of the process. I think. Yeah, I I really, um, so I, I won't be the first one to catch a fish in every state. Um, there's not many, but there are a few out there. And there's there's another page, a guy named uh, Fishing the 50, um, and he's been following me. I've been following him. I think it took him like eight years, and um, I thought, well, I want I want to beat him, and I'm okay. like, no. I mean, I just don't like, as you go through the journey, you're just kind of like, I'm loving it. Like, why, why should I be in a rush or why, why do I need to beat any, beat anybody? Or why does, why does my walk need to be any, the same as somebody else's walk? It's my life. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like you were saying, when you went, when you went to Arizona and you did that, you know, fishing for trout with on a fly rod and like those kind of experiences, you would, I feel like you wouldn't get, or they'd at least be cheapened by trying to rush through or to to hit some arbitrary date that, you know, you feel like you have to set for yourself. So I definitely think you're going about it the right way. And, uh, you know, there's so many experiences and so many awesome people that you can meet along the way on an adventure like that. And I feel like to take your time and do it right, it's going to be that much more memorable for doing that than, than if you just, punched a ticket and you know yep. click them off one at a time so yep absolutely yeah and plus i i mean uh we talked a little bit about um our faith and you know kind of what where what our faith journeys look like and um how every person kind of gets their testimony and i feel like when you do those kind of trips it opens you to the ability to share that with people you know you never know yeah. when you, you're going to sit down with someone and have a conversation over over a meal or something that you'll be able to to witness to them and 
you know, bring up your testimony and how, you know, it's affected you and changed your life. So, I mean, that, that in itself is a gift, I think. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing, man. I mean, I, I really, um, once I rededicated my life to Christ after everything I went through in Kuwait, um, and, and being able to maybe help somebody else, somebody help me. Right. So if I can help somebody else, I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm just much more at peace about everything. Like I'm, I'm walking my walk and if I can go and hang out with the paddle and fin guys and somebody needs to talk or like JP gets a hook in his thumb, he's like, I'm so glad you were here. I'm like, like God put me exactly right there where I needed to be. Right. I mean, we didn't, we, that crew never has much of a plan, you know, so I never, I didn't, I didn't didn't know where I was going to be. So like, it just worked out. Like, that's why I was there. Right. I mean, and he's, he's a tough guy, but it was a, it was a pretty nasty hook. And I'm like, if I can just be with this guy to keep him calm and, you know, if he was out there by himself and panicked or, you know, had, I was able to, at least what I was able to do is get the bait off, off of the rod Right. Because he had a seven foot rod hanging out there, jiggling the whole thing. Like, man, somebody gets in a panic mode or does something awkward and falls out and got a hook in them, get wrapped up in their line, you know? So, I mean, I, dude, I'm, I'm happy to be where God puts me, you know what I mean? So, and, uh, anybody that ever needs to talk to just, they can find me, you know? So, yeah. I know, uh, you're, you're definitely right. Uh, you know, the PNF family is great, but we're not always the most organized or the most uh, well thought out, best laid plans, you know. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. So we definitely need people like you to kind of <laughs> tag along and keep us from, uh, save ourselves from ourselves pretty much, or you know. Yeah. Yeah, but they put they, they put their heart and soul into putting on a Absolutely. You right. know what I mean? I mean, and that's why I kept coming back with those guys. Like, yeah. Uh, what what good people you know i mean uh the whole the whole thing is just um it's just a very enjoyable event you know so it's and a i good feel group. like every year where you know we we take what we learn year in year out and we you know make adjustments for the following mm-hmm. year we keep we keep growing every year um and um you know I, you know we've had plenty of compliments you know we've had our, our criticisms as well but you know like I, like you said we we take that to heart and we, we always try and continue to improve. And, you know, I think we're to the point now where we're, we're you know, putting on a pretty good uh, tournament and, you know, people are enjoying themselves. And, and we like to say that it, it's not just about the co- competition. If that's all it is for you, that's great. We have it. But if you're, you know, want camaraderie and you want that other aspect of it too, we're all about that as well. And I, I think that really comes through in some of the things that you hear people say about our events and stuff. So, yep. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, have you um, uh, had any uh, influence with, um, you know, uh, like I do a lot of work with Heroes on the Water. Um, I know there's a bunch of other um, outfits out there that, that, uh, you know, support veterans and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest, I've never fished with any of those outfits yet. And, um, I'm a veteran and I'm, like I said, I, I don't mind saying that I, I'm a veteran on a mission to catch fish in every state. Um, but I also don't use my veteran status to maybe gain, 
access or or anything like that so um but i'll tell you this fishing the peacefulness of it just changed my life and i, I didn't see combat but i saw some stressful things and um it changes your entire demeanor when you can get out on the water and um so those organizations they're not just making it up right they're not just asking for money or for time or for whatever because veterans like to fish like we do but it it's really tough sometimes to disconnect and turn off the noise as a veteran like you really have to purposefully get out away and reconnect with with a god and nature that was ne was never part of your military life right the military mm -hmm. life is devoted to destruction <laughs> and uh that's what you learn to do and um even if you don't do it that's the skill you learn and the mindset you're in it's still so programmed into you yeah it is it's absolutely programmed and what and what the military does is they program you they use you up and then they send you out but they never deprogram you right so you have to deprogram yourself and so if there's any veteran out there um whether they can get in with those organizations or give me a call or you're close to Ohio or whatever, get in with somebody and, and go out and enjoy the world. Go out and enjoy the nation that you swore to protect. Right. Um, because it's, it's oh man fishing. If you can get out and just be quiet and peaceful and have some time it just, it's a connection and you'll, you'll feel it and you're like, you'll just want more of it, you know? So, um, so yeah, uh, maybe someday I'll fish with one of those groups. I'm kind of self-funded right now, so I don't really, I'm not taking any money or, or taking any, uh, uh, their trips, you know, especially for guys that already have like PTSD or lost a limb or something, but I'm not going to take their spot in a boat, you know? Right. Right. No. And, uh, like I can definitely echo uh, that kind of sentiment too. Like I, I've volunteered at quite a few events now since I gotten started with them and to see the difference from when a person rose out, you know, when they first head out to when they come back, it's, it's like almost like a different person came back, you know? And uh, even if it's just for a short period of time, that, that break that you get, or you, you get to basically turn off that, heightened sense that you're carrying around with you that's got to be exhausting you know um, yeah. you know and and just to see that weight lifted off of people for even the shortest amount of time you know is what keeps me going back and you know volunteering because you can tell it does really does make a difference i mean it, re it really really does and that's why i do it i mean i kind of discovered all this like right after my deployment um the nature and outdoors. I didn't do those things before I joined the army. So I learned, I'm learning it all. It's all new after that, you know? So, um, those organizations didn't exist at the time. I didn't know anything about them, you know? So, right. um, I'm so glad that the veterans have those, those things now. Right. And it's tough. And that's why I like being on the water with JP. Like he's Chicago fire department. Like he's, he's probably had a more stressful life than me because he's been doing that for 20 years, I think. So, um, 
It's just listening to what JP deals with day in and day out, you know, the, the amount of calls he goes on, the type of calls he goes on, what he sees on a daily basis. Um, it's like I so far removed from me being, a, you know, an IT person who just fixes computers every day to, to someone who sees the struggles of human life on a regular basis. Just my um, hats off to him and all the other first responders out there, you know, because. Uh, you know, it definitely takes a special kind of person and, and, you know, they're, they get put through a lot. And um, the yep. fact that they, they are as sane as they are is impressive. So, cause it, it it's definitely a, a challenge and can wear on you for sure. So, you know, I, I think, you know, definitely taking the chance to relax when you can, you know, uh, here's on the waters motto is paddle fish heel. And I, I really think that's exactly what it is. You know, it, if you can, and it doesn't have to be, you know, an organized outfit like that. I, I mean, they, they're there for a reason, but if you can find, you know, just somebody to go out with and just have a, you know, relaxing day on the water. I, if you're in Pennsylvania, you know, South Central, just hit me up. You know, I got an extra kayak. I'd be happy to take you out for a, a stroll sometime and, you know, see what fish we can find. But, you know, yeah, for sure. And I know, Jeff, you, the card you gave me has a lot of your information. I'll definitely have you go over that here as we kind of wind down and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, <clears throat> Cause I think, you know, there's, there's definitely resources about out there for you. If you're, if you are struggling and you're just looking for, you know, some way to kind of, to get out of that cycle and, and yeah. just find, find some peace. Yeah. And, and I would just tell people like, it's okay to be not okay. You know, and that's why, like, I made up those uh, silly little cards. Like, it's not really business cards. I don't have a business. I'm not selling anything. But I made up the cards and put my name and number. And if somebody needs to talk, you know, like, the, and I, I made them out of plastic so they'd go in a tackle box and not not get ruined in the water. So, yep. you know, I just hand them out and say, you know, if you're in the area or you need to talk, call me, you know, because I'd rather, you know, somebody talk took took the time to talk to me right when I was right. suicidal. And if, if he hadn't been there, I, I might not be here. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm all about it. So yeah, please, please share my contact information with people and, and uh, have them get a hold of me if they need to. So for sure. They always say, you know, you climbed the mountain and hopefully your story will help somebody who's just starting that climb, you know? So, right. right. You never know who, who you can help. So um, yep. yeah. Definitely, if you are struggling, definitely please reach out, you know, find out, find somebody, you know, definitely check out the links we'll put in the show notes and, um, but just, just reach out. It's, it's okay to ask for help. And, and you know, that's Absolutely. what people are here for. So Absolutely. there's definitely people out there who care and, and want to see you get through everything. So, yeah, sir. Cool. Um, well, we're kind of getting on near an hour here. So I wanted to give you a chance to shout out where people can find you, you know, um, and any sponsors that you, if you have any sponsors or any, any companies that you'd like to just highlight. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Uh, so I spend most of like, first of all, find me on Facebook and if you got a fish in your profile picture, I'll accept it. So, <laughs> um, and then, you know, put my contact information out there, um, but I spend like, as far as social media goes, like I, I've got a YouTube channel, but I, I don't know. I don't really, 
I'm not like into self-promotion or anything because I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't have any business or money associated with I'm kind of self-funded. Um, I'm super blessed too. You know, I got a great job with the park service and anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so I spend a lot of time on Instagram and that's at fish the 50 five zero. Um, so you track, you know, you can keep track of my adventures on there. If you want, I put a lot of s- slow motion, uh, small mouth bass releases on there. I got, uh, I'm in, I was kind of in with the go fish cam crew. Uh, they sent me a free one and, uh, I was on their pro staff for a year or two. And, um, I've learned how to put top water and I got, I got some pike video on there for my last trip to Ontario. I actually had a pike eat the go fish cam. (laughs) So I got the, the, so, um, yeah, so I really enjoy that. Uh, I'd give a shout out to the Raptor. I got their sweatshirt on here. Um, Raptors. I definitely want to try those. Yeah. Those look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I got into it from, from that boundary waters trip. So, um, it's just a light, lightweight, easy way to carry tackle, a lot of tackle on a small package. So I got in with them and he's been great to me. Um, I'm not really on pro staff. I just like, we're friends. Right. Right. I mean, he brought me on pro staff. He's the first person to do anything for me in the fishing world at all. And, um, so I just like, I promote him and he sends me stuff. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even really on a deal with them. We just, um, good people. Um, I do have something I want to show you. Uh, and this is my next, uh, this is my next goal. You see this box? Oh yeah. Bait, bait sanity. So I just fished with, uh, this guy named Oliver Nye, which is a big swim bait guy from California. And it's Californians are a lot different than I am, but, uh, <laughs> he, he turned me onto these, uh, these swim baits. I met him at the, actually I was working for Raptor tackle at the, the Bassmaster classic and Oliver was there at the booth next to me. And anyway, so I, I got this, uh, bait sanity bait that I was catching fish on with him. And, uh, dude, these guys are great. So I'm, I think I'm going to be need to reach out to these guys. Cause I don't, I don't really need sponsorships. I mean, unless somebody wants to pay me, I'll take it. But, uh, I just do kind of like partnerships and stuff. And right. These guys are on, these guys are on my, uh, my radar right now. Cause these baits are great, man. They swim, they swim just under the surface. So it's almost kind of like a topwater bait, but it's, uh, um, man, the bass just crush it in the weeds. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, other than that, uh, the taxpayer sponsor me at my national parks job <laughs> and, um, not really, I mean, I don't know. I'm not to a place where I'd want to leave work and, and try to be sponsored or anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's about it. And go, go fish cam Raptor. And then these guys here, the bait sanity folks coming for you. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah. like I said, we'll we'll put all those guys down in the show notes. So if you guys want to check out those products, definitely uh, hit the show notes below, and uh, you know you can you know definitely check those out. So and paddle and fin. Did I say Woo-hoo. paddle and fin? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the... all, it's awesome to have you as kind of you know part of the part of our crew. So uh, you know, I'm, definitely... I'm happy to be ha- happy to be on board. Yeah, so it, it means a lot to me that you took the time today to come on. Um, it's great talking to you down at Del Hollow and, you know, getting to follow up here and hear a little bit more of your story. So 
Yeah. Well, I, I hope uh, Paddle and Finn, we can, you know, we'll do this event next year, you know, put the dates out there now so people can be uh, marking down their calendars for next year. And uh, maybe we'll get another event or two around and, and, and try to get people together. That's what it's about, man. It's, that's what kayak bass fishing is about, like actually getting together with actual people. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. That That's where you really feel the camaraderie and the the brotherhood that it is that makes our sport so special, I think. So that's right. Yep. All right, man. Well, Jeff, thanks again so much for coming on. Um, I definitely look forward to following along um, your, your quest for the fish, the 50, uh, try and keep the folks updated here on the channel as, as you uh, progress through that, I'll, I'll try and highlight you every now and then let them know where you're at and, you know, how you're doing with that. And, um, you know, when you get closer or you, when you finish it, definitely we'll have you back on and let you rehash the other crazy stories that I'm sure you'll have by the yeah. end. So. Lots of money and lost tackle. <laughs> lost, lost and broken tackle. Uh, believe me, after losing Brian's rod, I feel you, man. I, I felt so silly. I was like, dude, uh, it, I lost my, I lost my father-in-law's rod in Rio one time. St. Croix rod and a, a Fluger reel on it and that, yeah, that one had to go in the pocket for that one, but <laughs> you live and learn, right? Absolutely. It happens. It's part of fishing. So, um, I wouldn't trade it for the whole of the experience for one second. So, yep. All right. Uh, Jeff, well, thanks again, uh, guys, thank you for check, uh, listening today on the show. I uh, hope, uh, you found something to, to take away from today's show that's meaningful to you. And, um, as always, keep listening uh, to the Best Fishing for Noobs segment where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. So hang tight, Jeff. I'll uh, run over a few th things as we close out here, but uh, we'll catch you yep. all on the flip side. All right, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.